0: And non dads, especially moms, welcome to the Mother's Day episode of the Hey Dad Podcast. Hey,
1: moms.
0: This is yeah. a podcast where three brothers hey. and one guy who wishes he was our brother.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh. Not again. <laughs> Not no, uh, again. God, you no, do God, this again. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Talk right, about is, dad stuff. No, 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 Kevin, Kevin. Kevin, hold on. A, if you guys just be quiet, I think it stops. If everyone stops No, I was wrong. It's gonna keep going. Okay, so Ah put it
1: And sometimes and when I say sometimes I mean every three episodes, Derek plays the whole theme from the Austin Towers.
0: Talk about non dad stuff. See, we felt like the way dads were portrayed in pop culture didn't really represent us <laughs> or our friends very well. So we decided to start a podcast, the Hey Dad podcast, to try to stay on track and finish the intro despite wanting to go to my garage and kill Derek. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, guys, uh, we did a we did a delayed circumcision for Johnny because, Oof. yeah, because we're we're in the <laughs> hospital and they were like, oh, yeah, so it's probably time for the uh, the circumcision now. And then they like they took a look at Johnny and they're like, oh, yeah, took we a can't. look at, Do you,
0: at Johnny's we, Johnny.
3: They're like, yeah, we we can't we can't do this yet. It's uh he's he's waiting for Take too- the
0: tip off Johnny. <laughs> Take the
1: tip, <laughs> all right. That's it for the hit podcast. Hey,
3: I'm Andy. <sighs> uh. Uh. So they were like, yeah, we, we can't do this yet. He's 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 uh, way too small for the circumcision procedure. And I'm like, you guys, he's rusted, like right, he's <laughs> right here. He can hear you. His, <laughs> his self-esteem is just being formed right now. And you're you're just crushing it uh, to bits. <laughs> so we we delayed the circumcision procedure and we we uh, we took him in just this last week. And you guys, it I watched the whole time and oh. it was it was gnarly. Here's the thing with David, when he was born, um, they were like, yeah, do you want to be there for the circumcision? I'm like, heck yeah, I'm not going to leave him alone in his time of need. And then what did I do? I was super tired. I fell asleep. They carted him out of the room, and then they brought him back in after I woke up. And they're like, "Yeah, we're all done." And I was like, "Oh, buddy, I wasn't. I wasn't there for you. And I felt horrible about that." So I've I was been like, "A
0: dad for like one day, and I already
3: failed you." So, uh, so this time I was like, "No way. I'm not. I'm not leaving Johnny in his time of need." So, uh, guys, I watched the whole time. I'm like, bye. Johnny, while she's doing this, is the gnarliest thing in the world. I'm not gonna go into details, but I, I was, I thought like I've got a pretty strong stomach for this stuff. I'm gonna be fine. I was fully like leaning all of my weight into the the table that Johnny was on, just so I wouldn't pass out. Because as I'm watching, just sympathetically, I'm like, oh, that looks horrible. Oh gosh. Oh, that's all. oh man. I don't want anybody to ever go through that, and he's going through that right now. Oh, and um, yeah, guys, it was uh. It was the gnarliest thing I've probably ever seen. And I also had my eyes open. I peeked over the curtain uh, during uh, Sarah's uh, cesarean section. And that was oh, gnarly. I, I did that this, too this last yeah. time. You are not oh supposed my, to do that. No, no. There's a reason they have you
2: sit on that little stool chair. and. Oh, not man. Up. And yeah. were you surprised at how violent it kind of is? Like, yeah. I'm at the top half. I'm on the top half of the sheet. I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be, the top half of the sheet with yes. with. Amy. Yes. And they are just rustling that baby out of her. And I can like yes. I'm just like, she can't feel it, but I'm like watching her going, Oh my gosh, like they are they are they are whipping you around, man. It's nuts, dude. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, and you Jeez. you come in like you you have to sit out outside for a while while they they prep her for surgery. Yeah. And uh, it's a while which, too. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. It's dead quiet. You're in scrubs. There's like nothing happening outside of the room and you know, like my wife is super vulnerable right now and they're getting her ready and I'm not there and I'm going to be a dad very soon. And my life's going to change and it's dead quiet. And, um, cool. What are we going to do? Maybe I'll, uh, get my phone apps ready to take pictures. I don't know. You're just sitting there like, what am I going to do? My life's about to change and I have no idea what to do with myself. But then you walk into the room and the surgery is already underway. It's been underway for who knows how long—five minutes, ten yeah. minutes. But yeah, she's all opened up, and they're like, "Yeah, please sit here, sir, and try to be calm and to keep your wife calm." And you're like, "Yeah, right." Um, yeah. Last time I, totally I did. A cu-
2: last time while I was waiting, I did a couple of Sudoku's. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, I should have asked you ahead of time. Like, oh, no I know a lot for of that, things. That awkward <laughs> eighteen minutes where you're just sitting there. Oh, awful. The it's awful. It's
0: weird how much, uh, how much watching the whole birth process no matter how it happens because there's a lot of ways a baby can come There's two real ways a baby can come out yeah (laughs) yeah inside Uh, those two there's probably variations anyway it's at least five ways like watching that happen in any way it is it is impossible to not exit that process like worshiping women
3: oh absolutely
0: (laughs) worshiping moms
3: yeah yeah Yeah. i i continue to thank Sarah for all that she allowed her body to go through to bring life into the world. Cause there's no way I was going to do that. It's straight up. It's
0: incredible.
3: No. No it's, way. I'm my uh, wife.
1: Kelly is a photographer and one of her favorite things is uh, photographing births. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think in some way it's actually also uh, like a way that she is funny enough, like anticipating us being ready to have kids Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like kind of putting herself in that environment to be like, to kind of like fall in love with the insanity and magic of childbirth. Sure. Um, sure. Where, where every time she does it, she leaves just like, that was a spiritual experience. Like Mm -hmm. that was incredible. Women Mm -hmm. are amazing. And I remember specifically, she was in the room taking photos when Kevin, your wife, Trisha, was giving birth to Josie. And this was right around the time that, uh, Beyonce's Lemonade record was coming out 100%. And it was, it The whole narrative around like Oh I think this is like a Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce record kind of a thing <laughs> And I remember I remember Ke- Kelly walking out of the uh, Birthing room with her camera in her hand Her ma- mascara all running After Josie had arrived safe and sound And it was a pretty like Brutal Like yeah, I think it was kind intense. of a, It was a pretty scary birth. I think we've talked about it on the On the podcast, like Josie was like a big baby, and Trisha's like a pretty small person, and all the things that go with that. And I think it was just like, whoa, that was like kind of a a, a tough, scary one for a second. And Kel comes out with like her mascara running, camera in hand, and she says two sentences. She says, or she says three things. She says, that was amazing. Women are incredible how dare Jay-Z cheat on Beyonce? <laughs> so that was her big takeaway.
0: Dude, I mean, obviously Good. that's funny, Good. and like contextually that doesn't seem like the thing that would pop into a normal person's brain in that <laughs> moment, but like, she's not wrong.
3: <laughs> like, yeah. Like,
0: like, when you see what women go through, like f- for their family, for their mm-hmm. kids, literally from day one before they even meet them, it's like, it's magic. It's so impressive. It's, I don't know, man. Moms. Yeah. Freaking yeah. moms. Well, and I think there's, like, <clears throat> we've talked about uh,
1: the thing that um, I think a lot of dads experience where it's, like, um, dads tend to become a dad the day they, like, hold their kid, like, the day their kid is born. And women tend to become moms, like, the day they find out they're carrying a child. Like, yep like the incarnational experience of going like, no, I'm already a mom. I already love this baby that not every woman has, but like um, tends to be more common. Like there is something about that experience that moms experience um, that dads don't. And like we we will never understand what that feels like to go. It's very divine, this, like, I loved you before you were born. I knew mm. you before you even were, Yeah, I loved you already.
0: Like, And I felt that, you before I met you. That and has got to be so <laughs> crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were making me barf before I named you.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's freaking moms. <laughs> One of the things that's been uh, surprising to us is, uh, as we like launched this podcast, we, and, and heydad.com, we had a, a pretty clear vision for dads. And this was like, mm. obviously it's the Hey Dad podcast. You know, three dads, one non-dad. You, you're you listening to our voices right now. You know the gig. Um, But one of the things that's been really surprising to us is how many moms listen to the show. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say like th- more than half of the feedback we get is from moms. And, that might be because more than half of the people that listen to the show are moms, or it might just be because moms are way nicer than dads and way more comfortable saying nice things to other people than in general men are. But there's something about, like, I think we knew that we were going to be meeting a need for dads, but we didn't know that there was also this need out there for moms to like, just to hear dads talk about dad stuff. And then also maybe get a window into whoever they're raising kids with and the way that they might think. But I would say that's been a very, very pleasant surprise is Mm -hmm. how many moms call into Is My Kid a Psycho and how many moms write us emails or leave reviews or whatever. But I know we talk about dad stuff, but we see you moms.
3: We've had some cool emails from moms who will say like, I understand my partner now and I, I didn't before and maybe I resented them or there was distance between us, but then you guys have shared some stuff that made me realize like, Oh, that's mm. what it's like for him. Oh. And then like, uh, then they've said that on the other side of a particular episode or inside or something, uh, it helped them to feel, feel closer to their partner and to understand them. And you're like, that's the coolest feedback in the world to hear mm. about, you know, totally. that, that, that episode. Speaking of how awesome, uh, women are and how amazing it is and everything. Um, and, uh, Sarah and I, uh, were surprised with our, uh, our second born son, uh, Jonathan. We didn't, we didn't, um, try to find out what he was going to, if he's going to be boy or girl ahead of time, that was supposed to be a surprise. And so then the, uh, the, the surgeon said, Hey dad, uh, do you want to, call out the, you know, if it's a boy or a girl, once we you know bring the baby out. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So, so that was kind of like, that's kind of my fun. moment to be like, cool. you know, it's a boy and to, and to, and to like have that moment to, uh, to look at him. That was cool for me. But then maybe just a few seconds later, uh, Sarah hears him cry for the first time. And, mm. uh, and Tyler, you, you use that word like spiritual, and, and that word or something else would have to describe what happened because uh, Sarah in that moment, um, it was like another chamber in her heart got opened up in that second. And she was like, oh, I love him so much. And just uh-huh. in that in that moment, as soon as she heard him cry, like she, she loved Jonathan before he was born. You know, she talked to him and feel him kick and everything. But I was right there for that moment when it's as if another chamber in her heart got opened up. You know, you think like, how am I going to love another kid? You know, I already love my firstborn so much. How am I going to make space for this other kid? Well, it's like this, this space gets opened up uh, in your heart that's just for that that other kid for that new kid and i was right there when it happened for sarah and it was the coolest thing in the world so uh so cool to go wow. okay like uh i i uh i saw like in your face you can, like, and pinpoint in his voice the and moment when it happened yeah like this was the moment when when you were like born into your mom's heart is oh, i don't know a- another way to say it yeah that so cool yeah oh that was, man that was rad Makes
0: me want to have another kid. <laughs> no, it <is> not. <laughs> it's so cool. There's nothing in the world like that moment, right? When you're like meeting your kid, it's like f- so frantic and weird and emo- oh man, there's nothing like it. It's so mm-hmm. weird. It's like on one, it makes me want to have another kid and it also makes me want to never, ever, ever have another
3: kid. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> let other people tell me about when they had a kid. Cool. Good for you. It's, just, you.
0: it's, it's just so much. It is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So for Mother's Day, uh, obviously, all of us on the podcast are thinking about our mom, uh, who, spoiler alert, you're going to hear from a little bit later. Uh, and we're, But we're also thinking about uh, the women that we are raising kids with. And so I thought it would be good for us to uh, just call out one thing that our wives are so much better at, parenting-wise, than we are. Uh, so I'm going to go first. So Trisha is so, so much better than me at picking battles. <laughs> <laughs> and like what I mean by that, like to put a finer point on it, like I, I I think it's like barely an exaggeration to say like I would pick every battle. Like I'm really bad <laughs> at just being like, you know what? They're tired. You know what? every Everything feels like a character issue and a heart issue and like something we need to deal with right now. And she has this ability, I think because she's so emotionally attuned to our kids and she just has so much grace, um, that number one, because she's such a consistent, uh, like ally as a co-parent with me, Mm -hmm. I'm never like worried that she's just like being a softy and like letting something slide. That's not. She, I feel like she's earned the right with me that pretty much when she says like, hey, this is probably something we should let go. I'm just, my default is just like, okay, well, you, you're probably right. Like, I just, I think you're so much more calibrated on that than I am. So if that's what you think, then that's what we think. Okay, we're letting it go. And that's so nice for me to not feel the constant pressure of feeling like I have to pick every moment to teach my kids every single lesson in the world. So... <laughs> Thanks, Tricia, for not picking every battle.
2: <laughs> I think that uh, the, the greatest thing about Amy is how much time and energy she gives to make sure our kids have really enjoyable childhood experiences. Uh, mm. And I I think I probably witnessed this um, and lived through this um, a million times every single day. But the one that's sticking out to me the most just even recently was we had a birthday party for both of our girls. Um uh, it's a dope just birthday this party. last weekend, mm-hmm. and it was great. And it was and a, party. It, it was uh, a, uh, it was art themed because Atley loves to draw and do art and be creative. And so my wife went out of her way to put together so like many
1: art, art from Everclear.
2: Yeah. Art Alex She just loves Heroin Girl <laughs> and loves his work with Everclear. Um, no, but, uh, loves, she just loves creativity, man. And my wife worked, tirelessly and endlessly planning and putting together um, just all these different just great cool things for these kids to do and and to be honest I was a little bit more detached from the planning of this than I usually am because there's just been a lot of kind of new new responsibilities and new seasons at work and really fun things I've been doing but it's kind of caused me to to be a little bit out of it and which Amy kind of understood and said listen hey help me plan this party the most he can but like I also understand that you have a lot of stuff going on at work and so for a lot of this stuff she had told me the details but it wasn't until I actually was at the party looking at all the stuff she did where I was like holy crap this wasn't just like you go on an amazon and be like yeah I'll take this 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 like you tirelessly planned this thing and you worked hard to figure it all out and like and I am almost as surprised as the girls are. Like, I'm just like, wow. And that's just an everyday occurrence in our household. I saw She's, you
0: really making a lot of those crafts and getting into it. And I was like, look like, at my sand art. This is great.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I think about Amy. Amy, you tirelessly give of yourself to the point of almost exhaustion sometimes for you to make sure the girls feel loved and they do feel loved. And that's, that's huge. <laughs>
3: I think uh, yeah, as far as like something Sarah is probably always going to be awesome at, like, you know, this this definitely makes its way into other relationships and other realms as well. Is just having the uh, the emotional vocabulary to describe how she's feeling, how I'm feeling, how other people are feeling. Uh, she can just articulate it so well where you're like, yeah, that's what's going on. And I'm seeing I didn't her even know now it
0: until you said it.
3: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then and then, uh, yeah, I'm seeing this even like with with David, our, our two year old, uh, when Jonathan, our one month old, starts crying. Uh, there's about mm, eight, eight seconds where David's cool. But then after eight seconds of crying, he's looking at us like, guys, what the heck? Uh, and he he's he's concerned for Jonathan and, you know, he wants us to fix it and he thinks something's wrong. And you'll just see it right on his face and his countenance and posture and, and everything. Uh, and Sarah will pick up on it and, and we'll just start talking to David and just go, yeah, you're you're you feel bad for Jonathan right now, don't you? Yeah. You uh, are you a little bit angry right now because you think mom and dad should, you know, help Jonathan feel better? Do you? And she just lays out all these things and you just see David relax like, yeah. You get me. Even though I can't talk yet, I I know what you're telling me and what you're telling me is spot mm-hmm. on what's going on in my little two year old brain. Versus if it was me, I'd be like, man, David's being such a weirdo right now. What the heck? David,
0: quit making it about you. It's not about you, such a
3: spaz, And That would be like my summary of, of what's going on. And uh, yeah, so Sarah is just uh, pretty much uh, in most situations always going to have the better Uh, Emotional vocabulary to describe What's happening in her and also What's happening in all the boys in her life Including me Kel and I don't have kids yet but
1: There are things that I can Already see and this is part of I think our our prep like I think we're almost Like nesting in our Hearts in our conversation right now where we're Like we're kind of like Working towards being ready And being like okay it's time to like
0: Despite this podcast (laughs)
1: Despite, <laughs> despite everything you have despite all of your best efforts to yes. dissuade me from being a dad. No. Um, there there are things already now that either I see or that we have conversations about where we're like um and kind of like honoring each other too, being like, she'll call things out in me and be like, oh, you're gonna be such a good dad because, you know. And I see a lot of those things in in her. Um, one that comes to mind is, well, if you've met Kelly, you'll know that she is just like a lover and a romantic and like she has a capacity to like have a heart that grows 10 times that day, like the Grinch, but like every day (laughs) and like 10 times more than like you at your most loving at any given moment.
0: I Um, I usually feel like whatever emotion I'm feeling, like Kelly's feeling a hundred X that. And it's
1: just this like very authentic expanded capacity to where, where, when we think about how much she is going to love our kids, it's like mind blowing mm-hmm. where, um, and, and and it's, it's this capacity of love that feels really intertwined with like her capacity for energy um, where I'm like, it's really easy for me to imagine Kelly operating on very little sleep and like waking up super sharp, putting in like very long sacrificial hardworking days on behalf of the kids and like, counting it a joy. Mm -hmm. I I, I can see her having this integration of like love and energy and capacity. That's just kind of all day, every day. All she wants to do is like give our kids a really good life and like laying her head like on her pillow at night, feeling really fulfilled by like how much she made happen for our family, you know? So I'm, I am very much so looking forward to seeing that because I see glimpses of it already. Just like, you know, with me or with our dog or whatever you know it's like you take like where you it's like oh i took dobby to the beach this morning and like she's now she's snoring on the couch and i feel so fulfilled that like (laughs) i gave her a great day and i'm like can you imagine what that must be like when we have kids like i bet that's just nuts
0: (laughs) i will say i think there's a non-zero chance that kelly loves your dog more than i love my kids (laughs) We're recording
1: this right around the corner from Mother's Day. Yep. And we uh none of us are mothers that I know of. Nope. Uh, the
2: science is unclear at this I point. I don't
1: know exactly how it it works, but You've seen I'm Junior very
2: sure. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what can happen.
1: Oh, you mean Danny DeVito? That's twins. Oh wait, is that twins?
2: Yeah, get out of here. That's
1: the other <laughs> one where for some reason we decided Arnold Schwarzenegger was the best cast for all of these, like, iconic, weird mid-90s.
0: Do you need to have a baby? Premises. Do you need to fight Sinbad to get the do last need, toy at Christmas? Do you, need,
2: do you need to be a kindergarten cop of some sort? Do you need to get to the chopper?
1: <laughs> so we were trying to figure out. Because none of us are moms. How can we get a, a, a mom voice on this podcast? And then specifically, well, right. like, yeah. which mom voice should we get on this podcast?
2: Well, and, and if I could jump in here for a second, guys, I, I've I've long been thinking of, you know, it's Mother's Day. What's the best possible um, thing I can do? Okay, so I want to interview a mom. So I started running down a list of moms I knew. And I got a list of moms I know, okay? <laughs> I'm keeping a running tally of moms I know. And I started running down the moms I know. I'm calling every mom. I'm going, hey, you. you talk Be on my podcast. It's like, Remember I we
0: met at Starbucks, 2016.
2: I gave you my number. You refused to take it. But I said, no, you're going to need it one day. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to call you for a podcast one day. And I need you to pick up the phone when you see this number. <laughs> um, but listen, guys. When we talk about moms, there is one mom that I think all four of us have a special relationship with, and it's your guys's mom. <laughs> That's cool. all four of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of us, it's a mom son relationship. Others of us, it's a it's different. <laughs> it's, it's a fun yeah, relationship. Yeah. It's, it's a is gr-
1: this the episode where we find out that you're our long lost brother?
2: No, big plot twist. This is one where I tell you guys I'm your new father. <laughs> <laughs> um so I had the opportunity to sit down with Brenda Madison Brenda Madison uh Kevin Tyler, if you guys don't know she is your mom and I
1: did know that, that and one I, knew.
2: I invited her into my special podcast studio which is Kevin's garage <laughs> and I interviewed her about mom stuff so do you guys want to hear it let's do it so without further ado let me say this I bring to you Brenda Madison. Brenda Madsen.
4: Yes. How Derek are Parker. you? I'm good.
2: Okay. You told me that even before we started this interview, you told me that you went to Chili's before this <laughs> and you had like 10 margaritas.
4: Well, Cinco de Mayo was yesterday, so. Cinco
2: de Drinco, am I right? <laughs> if there's one thing I know about Brenda Madison who is my guest on this portion of the podcast, Brenda Madison mother to both Tyler and Andy, not to Kevin. <laughs> That's is that like right? Do I have that right? All three. All three to me, my man. Uh, if there's one thing I know about you, it's that you love chilies. <laughs> you love bottomless drinks.
4: Applebee's really is. You,
2: mine. Lo- <laughs> you love green apple martinis at Applebee's. Get some southwestern egg rolls. Um,
4: I think you're a frequent customer.
2: I love Applebee's <laughs> and chili. You know what? That's oh, not even an important story. Uh, we're we're here about you because here's the deal: it's Mother's Day. This is Correct. our Mother's Day episode. Yes. And we thought that there would be no better thing to do mm-hmm. than get um, the most kindest, introverted, sweetest <laughs> person I've maybe ever met in my life, and say you have to be on our podcast. <laughs> and we are taking, we are not taking no for an answer. So first off, tell me about this. This is your first podcast and experience. I
4: have never been on a podcast. No.
2: Okay. And now, is it true that you're going to start your own podcast when this is done? Nope. Like a My Favorite Murder-style podcast <laughs> where you talk about, like, all the great crimes I am
4: only about. doing this because I love my sons. Really, that's my yeah, only motivation.
2: <laughs> so I'm going to start off with a very serious question. The first serious question I have for you is this. You're three boys. Yes. Like Andy, you got Kevin, you got Tyler. Mm-hmm. Which of those three would you swap out for me? <laughs> like, I would be your son. Yes. So... You can think about Wait, it. Wait, how
4: old are you? You're the oldest, How old right? am I? Yes.
2: Oh, I'm older, old enough to know, but So you'd be Brenda. my firstborn. I'd be your firstborn. Okay. And
4: yeah, I'd be your firstborn. Okay. I'm, I'm
2: 38, and yeah. Andy is 36.
4: I always wanted four, so join the family. Is that true? Yes. Is that true? But I'm not going to swap them. I'll just let you um, join the family.
2: Okay. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Brenda... I think you're great. This feels like a cop out of an answer. Well, I'm asking you to pick one
4: I'm, child. I saw Sophie's choice. Sorry, you I'm would, not oh. going to do that. Well,
2: like, did you ever lose your crap at one of the boys? I'm like, I'm trying to even like just the you idea don't use of using that word. Mad. Derek. Sorry. Oh my gosh.
4: <laughs> um, let's see. Yes, I mean, of course, raising kids is exhausting, and yeah. having little ones is, um, you know, you use every bit of patience you have, and you oh. try all the tricks you know, and then you. Don't know what to do. So um, I think especially when they're little, it's just physically exhausting. And then I remember just times of trying to figure out, I don't know what else to do. I've tried all the things I know to motivate you, inspire you, challenge you, and nothing's working. And there's definitely times, I think, mostly when you just haven't had a break and you just want them to take a nap or right. obey you or, you know. Right. We're, not, and stop hitting their brother, or all those things that you just... Right.
2: I always kind of picture, and, I, and I've, I've known the your three boys for, like, a very long time, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in one's wedding. One okay. was my first intern, and one <laughs> is my life partner. That's Kevin. <laughs> um, but I, I, what I've always kind of—I have very different relationships with all three of them mm-hmm. um, outside of the podcast. And I've always kind of pictured, like, Andy as being—I'm assuming when he was born— Maybe like an easy child, like very mm-hmm. kind of docile rule follower. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Kevin came along and that wasn't quite the case. Kevin
4: was definitely like, okay, I thought I was a good mom. Now I have no idea what really? I'm doing. Yeah. I think I thought naively that just, you know, th- this is how you are a mom and this is what kids are like. And you get the first one, you kind of think... I'll just do these things and it'll work. And then you realize with the second one, oh, wait a minute, I don't know what I'm doing and each child is different and what motivated that one does not motivate this one. And um, so I think just learning each child has their own bent and their own temperament Mm -hmm. and things that work for them and things I wish I would have known. Like I remember realizing, as. Even as Kevin, all of them were adults, learning more about personality types yeah. and strengths and Enneagram numbers, all that, uh-huh. going, darn, if I would have known all I had to do was like figure it out how to make it a competition for Kevin, Sure, he would have done anything. But <laughs> I remember as a kid just going, when he was a child, just going. I don't know. Just do it because I said so. You know. Yeah. How do I, I, I get
2: you to do? To do. <laughs> it?
4: But if I would have given him points or candy yeah. or whatever, he would have done it. Well,
2: and it's funny because you know I kind of find myself in that same boat even now because I mean you you know both my girls. Mm-hmm. Atlee was born and she definitely had a strong-willed personality, but for the most part, she has been a very by that she's a rule follower. Mm-hmm. And then, but but we thought, okay, this is life. And when the next one came along, I think maybe we tricked ourselves into thinking that this one was going to be, like, an easier kid. And then Emmy is, like, a she's a hurricane. She <laughs> knocks things over. She She's always trying to climb. She's climbing into things, like, into mm-hmm. little spaces and hiding mm-hmm. and then shrieking at us and all that stuff. And I think we go, like, oh, my gosh, how could these kids be so different? And I, I know we're going to look back at one point and go, like, oh, it's just because she's an enneagram number four. <laughs> we should have been Brabbing her with fruit snacks or something like that. But right. yeah. They all four three, sorry. <laughs> See, I you're, keep on adding myself. In there. Yourself, the right. four of us Madison boys. <laughs> no, um, they all three really like each other. Yes. They kind of have a real they have a not just a shared sense of humor, but like shared um characteristics and a shared sensibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, A, if it was always like that. And then B, how 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 did that happen? Is this something that happened naturally? Was there some way you had to cultivate it? Mm-hmm. Cause I mean I would probably even look at my mom who, you know, me and my two brothers for various reasons, I don't know if we're connected super close, but mom would always go like, yeah, growing up, they were fine, I guess. But like, I'm wondering if, you know, were they always like this Mm -hmm. and how did you get them like that?
4: Right. Well, they are, I mean, like you said, they're all very different. And I think um, it was a challenge to figure out what they had in common and to encourage them to turn towards each other and be friends with each other yeah. and find something in common with each other, even though um, their personalities and their um, outlook on life and the things that maybe they were um, drawn to were different. And right. I think just at different points in their life, either just saying that to them when they're old enough to understand, like your brothers, you're always going to be in each other's lives. You're going to be, yeah. you're going to be uncles to your brother's mm-hmm. children someday. Mm-hmm. Like you're hopefully you're going to, all get married and your wives will be friends and you'll be friends. You guys and are gonna
2: be sharing life. We're
4: gonna go on vacation. For a long time. You're yeah. not yeah, like this is your family. So yeah. you have to figure out how to get along. You have to right. learn to love each other and find what and even like mm-hmm. as they were older, like in high school I think is when they decided they were gonna like Liverpool soccer. And they just yeah. chose that. Like not that any of them all like Liverpool or even all like sports, but they said like we need to find something that we can all okay. decide to to like together and to cheer for Okay, so that's
2: that's interesting. So, so that was
4: their decision, really. So
2: I've always known them as Liver as like Liverpool and football fans, but I've always thought it's kind of strange. Like what <laughs> is that about? So they really just chose it at random. They went yeah, all so through the morning. Let's went,
4: figure out something we can do. No, I have to for.
2: assume that it started with Kevin.
4: Yes.
2: Kevin said, mm-hmm, guys, we true. we guys I thought about this long and hard. I've outlined a three point business plan. <laughs> we are all gonna find a team that we like together. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. But and yeah, but even that just, was kind of a shared, that that kind of probably helped them bond.
4: They, deci- they decided yeah. we're going to cheer for Liverpool. We're going to like have a text thread about Liverpool. And- <laughs> <laughs> but they've also chosen to turn towards one another and spend time with each other yeah. and understand one another when it would be easy to just say, you're not like me, so I yeah. will hang out with you. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that because I hope that, you know, they'll continue to be friends. And and I, like I even said this to Andy yesterday, um, right now, um, Andy just had a new baby. Yeah. And then Gideon, who is Kevin's oldest son, they both love Legos. Gideon, who's seven, mm-hmm. and Andy, who's going to be 36 tomorrow. <laughs>
2: Gideon and Andy have a, a very interesting <laughs> <Yes>. relationship. <laughs> yes.
4: But they, especially Gideon, loves Uncle Andy because Uncle Andy is his Lego yeah. buddy. And I said to Andy yesterday, did you ever picture when you're a grown man, you're going to be an uncle and you're going to like take your nephew to Target to get Legos Legos. and you're going to build them together. And I think that is important too, just to think someday you're going to like be a grown up and you're going to have relationships with not only your brother, but whoever they're with and whoever they have as children. And you have to have something in common when you get there. So absolutely. Yeah.
2: You have a unique life as a mom to three boys.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And, like, I, I I share in that a little bit because, you know, I'm a, I'm a father to two, two daughters. Mm-hmm. And so I am in a house where I am, like, frequently in some ways, and, and nothing nothing horrible, but I'm, I feel overwhelmed or, or outnumbered a lot. Right. And you mentioned it, too. Can you tell me a little bit about what, what that was kind of like and maybe how that feeling changed as I got older, how it differed or got worse or got less? But you, you did feel outnumbered growing up with the kids, I imagine.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, it doesn't occur to you until all of a sudden you're like, wait, there's four men and my yeah. dog, so five. if you're, <laughs> right. All the males in the house, and then not feeling like no one understands me, no one relates to me. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an, a separate entity. But then also saying this is really fun to think I get to um, pour into my boys, yeah, my men now. Like what. A woman thinks and feels and wants. And yeah. so I remember even def- different times in their upbringing saying, You shouldn't talk like that. You shouldn't act mm. like that. You know, that hurts my feelings when you say that. Those kind of things where you're like trying to show them.
2: You're in a how to way. A man. Can you speak about the uniqueness of life like now? Uh, you got three boys who are all raised. They have all managed to stay close, and, and in a lot of ways, they do a lot of things together, mm-hmm. like, including this podcast. Mm-hmm. And and they all married people and started families that are all close by. Um, that's that's pretty unique. I think the majority of, of families in your guys' stage of life would say, "Yeah, well, eventually, they start to move away. They don't. They don't be as. They don't end up as close." But your family is almost like doubled in size and Mm -hmm. you guys all stayed close to each other. So, so what is life like now? Like how, how is, how unique is that? Do you feel? And and what's it like?
4: Well, I think there's a tension and a little bit of a, um, what's the right word? Like you have to give your children, your, the men that they have become space to become husbands and fathers and partners. And I am not the same person. And I don't have the same influence on them as I used to. Now I'm sure. their mom, but they have a wife and they have children and they have bosses and friends and all those things. And so to try to figure out how to stay involved and stay a part of their life, but not be overbearing and not need more of them than is healthy is yeah. something that you have to navigate. But I think I've intentionally thought Okay, how, how do they need me and how can I play that role? And then how can I make sure our family stays close? And so even if it's just we're all going to celebrate Easter or we're going to have birthday right. parties together yeah. or we're going to figure out even if it's just a day or two in the summer, we're all going to go to the beach or we're going to go sure. to the mountains or we're going to do something where all of us are in the same place at the same time yeah. and, and put that on the calendar and make it intentional. And then when we're together really be present and really be there for each other. And different things, even with, like, even the Liverpool thing, talking about soccer, I really don't care about soccer. They, like,
2: make you watch it, right? But (laughs) I
4: watch it and I follow it and I know it and I'm like, you know – they're in the second place. That stinks, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, Just to try to. Well,
2: that was really good sports. No. You, I, you, you had me fooled because you sounded like you really knew you were talking about. They're in second place. That stinks. That's like a good sports thing. I oh, good.
4: That. Well, they are in <laughs> the Premier League right now. All right, that's yeah. good. That's good. Man City won today. Dang it!
2: Oh, uh, so you do know you you follow along now, and that's that is because you recognize the value. Because
4: I know it's important to them. Yeah, yeah. I get that. So yeah. I try to think what is important to them and what does this season look like for them, and uh-huh. how can I participate and like. Tyler, I'll send encouraging texts or Marco Polo with them or, yeah. you know, watch their dog or whatever. And then, yeah. you know, right now, Andy and Sarah are living with us cause they just had a baby and we're just trying to help them out and just try to be present and be helpful, but then also let them have the space they need to be the parents and yeah. be the partners that they need to be. And that's good. Being a parent and being a husband and, you know, being an adult in our world right now is hard. And so yeah. I think kudos to all of you guys for being so involved and being, you know, so intentional about your roles and everybody that listens to this podcast, those are men and women probably also that sought this out and searched for this podcast because they want to know how to do a better job. And I think that's great. I I appreciate that you put value on that and you sacrifice to play those roles and um, be present and it's hard. It's it's more complicated than it's it ever is. been. If yeah. you ask me to be a parent right now, so yeah. whatever resources you can find, good for you.
2: Well, Brenda, you you did a really good job. <laughs> I'm here to tell you this right off the bat. You did a really good I'm job. A natural, right? Yeah, I I really do feel like you could maybe start your own podcast. But no, honestly, I I, I think. Uh, so many of the people i know my wife included and, and just in in you know we all have a pretty close knit circle of friends mm-hmm. the the women in our circle of friends our wives and and our friends have always looked up to you because like yeah brenda is just like wise she's Aww. wise and and she's awesome um you are a podcast listener right you're just oh. not
4: I the listen, mother of the podcast. No, I listen to all of them. Okay. So I, can I tell you my favorite part? You,
2: you could tell us your you tell your favorite part. Okay.
4: Well, I love when you say hey,
2: hey, hey. Oh, my your, little funny thing—the yeah. thing that I that I did on the spur of the moment, the first episode, and then realized and that I was going to. Yeah. And right? Every single every single time we tape, I have to go like, oh, what am I going to do now? Crap. <laughs> Brenda, this has been a. Wait,
4: I have to one more thing. Okay. The other favorite part of my podcast.
2: Oh. Uh, of your podcast. Of, <laughs> no, you call your podcast. No, of no. the
4: Hey Dad podcast. I'm sorry,
2: I cut you off. What, what's your other favorite part? You don't know? No.
4: You can't guess?
2: The, the BuzzFeed game? No. You hated that. <laughs> cool, you're all new. No. I
4: never get That's it right.
2: Stupid. <laughs> uh, no,
4: and Kevin at the end says, Love you, love, bye. Love you, okay. bye. So. So,
2: so I would like to maybe do that. Let's, let's end up here. So, hey, from all of us at Hey Dad to you, um, I'm Derek. I'm Brenda. And that was an episode of Hey Dad.
4: Love you. Bye. Happy Mother's Day.
2: <laughs> you had to leave it at that.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry, we do
2: it over. <laughs> no, great work, Brenda. You're awesome. <laughs>